everyone, and welcome back to another episode of RT Talk. I am Michael Poole, and I'm back again as always. This week is another week without Doug, because we just only had a few things to talk about this week. So, uh, yeah, that's how we're doing it. Uh, this is the the show where we kind of just go over highlights of some of the stuff that's been going on at Rooster Teeth. Uh, and I'm hoping with some of the stories we're covering, that means things are kind of ramping up for them, and that you know we'll have Doug involved in more of these as I kick things under my desk. But for today's episode, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Ruby Delay, uh, some updates to first memberships, the new temp office for Achievement Hunter, and then um, some depressing news that we're going to end on about Benson. Um, so... Yeah, let's we'll just kind of plow through these real fast and and get you the information that you're here for. Um, so first off, we have the delay for Ruby. Now, uh, I think it's been a pattern for since the whole animation controversy, where if you're not aware, there was a, a thing that kind of came out. Uh, I don't remember where it started necessarily, but it was kind of made known that the conditions at Teeth maybe weren't super great to work to work at as an animator specifically. Uh, if I remember correctly, I think it was on glass door. I remember we covered a story about these negative glass door, um, reviews that people had left. And I guess to go even further, if you're not aware of what glass door is, it's a website where you are able to submit reviews of a place that you have worked. So you submit, you know, the conditions, your pay, all that kind of stuff. And then anyone who's looking at a job at a place like that can then go see sort of what this place is like to work for. And there were stories that came out, or reviews, rather, that came out that were pretty negative. And then shortly after that, there was a big controversy about animation specifically and, you know, uh, promises not kept, um, like in terms of employment or time off, uh, crunch and having to work constant overtime. People constantly on contracts and then being just let go at the end of, you know, this, uh, like, production cycle when they were talking about actually, like, permanent employment and just different stuff like that. Just poor working conditions. Uh, and I, I want to say since then, that was maybe two years ago, two, three years ago, every season of Ruby, I feel like I've seen this announcement, but uh, since it affects the newest one coming out and people are waiting and Ruby's a huge show, it's worth mentioning but the statement is, uh, it's from Joe Clary, if I'm saying his name right. But it says, hello, Internet and RT community. My name is Joe Clary, co-head of animation at Rooster Teeth. I have been a producer on Ruby since season five, and you may have you may have seen me on a RTX panel over the years. I wanted to jump in and give an update on Ruby Volume 9. We have been in production, continuing to work from home for the last few months, and will continue to do so until the volume wraps. In order to not push rush production, rather, not push, in order to not rush production, protect our team and deliver an outstanding volume of Ruby, our goal is to release it in 2022. We know some of you may be disappointed, but we feel this is the right choice for Kruby as we continue to work from home during a pandemic. We can't wait to share what we've been working on with the community, but until then, stay safe, y'all. I really struggled reading. I don't know. I'm not, I was never a good reader, but uh, yeah, like I said, I think this has happened pretty much every season since then that they, in order to avoid a crunch and to get uh, the whole volume out, they just delay it so that there is time for everything to be, be made. Now, 
if I remember correctly, I think Ruby used to be a November show. That's when it released. And so it getting pushed to 2022, if if my memory serves me correctly, uh, means that you it's basically a month or two month delay, I guess. So, uh, you know, I, per, I I really don't have an issue with them delaying things to to make them, either, you know, the best they can and not absolutely destroy people in the process of making it. So I know, obviously, there's going to be people that are upset. I think Ruby is one of the, the most volatile <laughs> subjects that comes up all the time in terms of comment sections and everything because people always feel like it's been ruined. But uh, I'm sure there'll be people that are up, people that are upset, but personally... I say I just feel like they should do what they have to do, get the volume out, you know, when it makes sense and, you know, make it good. It's I know there's a benefit, especially for when it comes to creative endeavors that, you know, sometimes deadlines help because it allows you it kind of focuses your efforts as opposed to letting you just freely think. Uh, like when I, I went to school for video production and I had to take graphic design and photography and everything. I know, you know I think it was particularly in graphic design that. There was a concept, and I don't remember what it was necessarily called or anything, but pretty much that having unlimited possibilities is sometimes more like hampering to a project than having a, a like a set like a guideline like we have to do this 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 and this because when it's unlimited, you, there's so many choices and then it takes so much time to narrow it down. So it's like I understand there's a benefit to kind of focusing and getting things out by a certain deadline. But at the same time, I'm not pro people being worked to the bone just to get a, you know, a an internet anime show out. So I don't think this is a, a, an instance where, like, having to hit a deadline actually makes sense and would improve it at all. I think they should just do what they need to do, get it out there whenever it's ready and when they're, it is makes sense for, like, the labor part of putting the show together. Uh, but, yeah, it will be delayed, so... Uh, I'm sure people who are disappointed will have no problem sounding off and will make it known how they feel. But personally, there's no, there's no animosity coming from me. I don't, I don't, uh, I feel like it's a, a good thing, but uh, next we'll move on to just the, the first update. So they put out this, uh, this, I mean, it's just a series of images, but they put this out um, the other day. And it was just a, basically some of the stuff they want to do for first members. And if I'm sure a lot of people remember, a couple of years ago they had uh, this big announcement for like first plus and all these other things that they wanted to do with the first memberships. And obviously with the pandemic and some other stuff that's been going on, a lot of their first content has not necessarily hasn't really expanded in any way. So this is the first. Well, that's kind of a pun. This is the first update on first that I I feel like I've heard since that big announcement. Really, um, I know there's been a few in there, but this is one of the one of very few, I guess we'll say. So it it reads as thank you to our first members who support us through the lockdown and continue to help us make the content we produce every day. This month we are streamlining our daily release calendar for first, giving first members early access to all our podcasts and launching new first exclusive content. Beginning on September 13th and going forward, more exclusive and early access daily content will be available for for first members, forced. And the schedule will be easier than ever to remember. Uh, First members are getting 24-hour early access to almost all of our content 
starting now and rolling out in in or rolling out in full the week of 913. Uh, all podcasts, all video on demands, all gameplays, all Rooster exclusives, plus get first exclusives like Achievement Hunter's new weekly show, Let's Furt, and the batshit insane new season of Last Laugh. Some of our daily content used to be available for first members seven days early, some two or three days. Some had no early access. It was all over the place. Now it's all 24 hours. Simple, right? Or, or sorry, simple, right? I read that wrong. Again, not a good reader. I was like a C student in high school. Uh, but what about Ruby and other special premium events? Those will be different. We're mainly talking about the day-to-day regular content here. We want to get back to what we're best at effing around together on camera with this new schedule we're releasing the same amount of pre-recorded content we did before lockdown plus 26 hours of exclusive live streams as as of this writing this also means new first exclusive content which we can't tell you about yet soon trademarked um again thank you so much to first members for your continued support you're why we get to make other content and reschedule it we hope you like the new stuff. Also, seriously watch Last Laugh on September 9th. So, it's not a huge update for first members, but it is moving everything to 24 hours beforehand. Uh, personally, I've never actually took advantage of the early release stuff. I don't know. I think it's something broken. In, bro, yeah. I was about to say it's something broken in my brain, and then I said broken, so that just proves my point. But I just think it's something broken in my brain where it's it's... Say like I'm, I get really into watching GTA or something because I'll every once in a while I'll go through a mood where it's like that is what I want to watch. I want to watch GTA, Minecraft, whatever the the series that they do is for Achievement Hunter, and so I'll watch the newest one. But then I'm like, okay, well I'm still in the mood to watch something like this. So then I'll go back and maybe see ones that maybe I skipped for some reason, and I'll go watch those. And then I eventually just start going back and watching old episodes that I just re- like maybe I don't remember or that I remember being good and I'll start, I'll just go, I'll start binging them. And for some reason, I never want to watch the, the first release that's, you know, a day early or whatever. And, or well, I guess like when certain shows were seven days early, because then I felt like, well, if I got in that mood where I wanted to watch all of this series, then that's one less that I'd be able to watch. I can just wait another week. So I have never personally taken advantage of the early release window for stuff. I only use really my first membership is for shows like, uh, you know, like Haunter or um, when we were watching Last Laugh or Camp Betrayal that just happened. But uh, yeah, I like that they're they're introducing new shows like the whatever the um, what was it called? Something the Furt, whatever that was. I don't even remember what the, the name of it was. Let's Furt. Yeah. Uh, so it's, I'm happy there's more shows that are going to be putting to first, but I really, I do think that they, overall, they need to expand what a first membership is. It's, you know, like the discount in the store is, it's okay. It's not, it's, I don't think it's that enticing. I don't think it's enough to make people want to get a first membership. And also I think the first only content is not necessarily, you know, that enticing either. I know back in the day, the first memberships before they were called first, um, they used to just be a way that essentially like what Patreon and, and like stuff like that is now where it was just something that before Rooster Teeth became what it is now, just something that they, that you could do to support them. Say, Hey, if you like what we're doing, you can sign up for this and then you'll get, uh, you know, I don't even think there was perks. I think it was just 
this was a way or no, I'm sorry. I think you got like, I think you got the DVD for free at first or something back when it was, um, what were they called? No, I can't remember what it was called. Sponsors. That's what it was. Back in the day when it was just sponsors, it was just people that would say, I'm going to put, you know, $20 towards this because I like what you guys do. Or, hey, if you spend this much money, then you'll get like this T-shirt or whatever. So it's just a way to support them in the way that people do for Patreon. But now it's more so, I think they're they're a little too big for people to to really do that on a, a mass level. So they have, to, they have to offer more incentives to get people on the, the you know, the first ship. So hopefully... They'll keep expanding this because right now I still think, and I think this pretty much was how I felt whenever that announcement came out about how they're going to be expanding it. I still think that there's not quite enough for people, for a lot of people to really truly want to buy into first. It's, you know, and it is really just, and in some ways it is free money for them because if all they're doing is making, you know, the videos that are going to release for free 24 hours early. And, you know, they have some of these exclusive shows, which are a completely different story, but you know, it, it is a pretty much, it's, it's a little bit like when I worked in retail and they always wanted you to push like their extended protection plans. <laughs> it's a little bit like that. So I'm familiar with the, the strategy uh, of this, but I, I would just hope to see that this continues to grow and that they offer more for a first membership because personally, uh, it's something that I always have had and I will continue to have just because I have consumed, I mean, days of content from them for free. And it's just, you know, it's to me, it's just a way of actually giving back. And it's, I mean, it's one of my primary forms of entertainment for, I don't even know, 10 years now. So, uh, I just do it just to support them in general. I don't necessarily need all the perks, but I know a lot of people will. So hopefully they, they expand that and grow that out. So, Let's move on. I'm rambling up so much on this, the first thing. So let's move on to the fact that Achievement Hunter is now in their new temp office. I am very excited. Um, now, not necessarily for the temp office part of it, but just the fact that they're all together again in office doing Let's Plays, making content. That is the best version of it. The pan I've, If you've been listening to the show for, you know, I don't even know when I first started talking about this, but if you've been listening long enough, you know I've been harping on the fact and I've never shut up about how I just felt like being at home over the internet has been it takes away from content. It is it hurts it it just hurts the chemistry of a, a moment when you're trying to fight through lag and everything else. Being in person is a huge improvement to everything. So the fact that they're back in the office, I am so excited. I saw um just today, I think it was today or maybe it was yesterday, they released a let's play I, I wanna say it was in Push the Button, which is a Jackbox game. And I saw people talking about it and how it was, um, how it was done in office, and I was immediately twice as excited to watch that because I love, I love when they play that game just in general. But uh, I was, I was like twice as excited because I was like, oh, all right, that's even better. And I've, in fact, I've seen people on the subreddit making posts about how uh, the content, like a live stream, and like they did the chit and chat. I think they did it in person, just how much better it was immediately because there's been a lot of people making posts about how content has really slipped, and I, I've. The whole time I've blamed it on the fact that it's done remotely. That's been my theory since the beginning. So uh, it seems like it's kind of turning that direction. So I'm I'm very thrilled that they're back in the office because everything's just everything's better that way. Um, there were like even uh, Alfredo had a tweet 
well, he says, we back the energy and chemistry of being in person, even in a temp space is next level. And absolutely. Like I I was even just watching a, a Twitch clip from one of Alfredo's just personal streams. Uh, I think they were playing Mario party. And I was just thinking about, it's a really funny moment. And I was like, all I could think about was how much funny it would be in person where everyone can hear each other perfectly. And you're reacting to people and, and, and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, the temp office, I guess, um, which actually I forgot to pull it up on my screen. So I'm going to be unprofessional here. Let me pull my phone. Um, I was wondering, cause I like, I know that I knew that they were moving offices and that I think they're moving into stage four. Um, but the whole story, I just, I guess that just slipped by me is exactly what was going on with the move. So going through the subreddit, uh, just to see if there's any stories that I missed, I was going through the comments and Peter Hayes, who makes gifts and stuff of all kinds of, all kinds of things, uh, popped up in here. And I think he works for Rooster Teeth now as as far as I'm aware, but, um, he uh, replied to people talking about the moving of offices and everything. AH were moving pre COVID so that they could be in their own building. One of the bungalows. So that sound check in stage four didn't have to deal with the screaming and the nonsense. STF should still be in their space or in a new space in stage four. That's up to the smart facilities. People to figure out stage five is great, but it's just a building. Uh, so, it sounds like, uh, well, based on what he's saying, that this was in the works before COVID even happened, and they were supposed to get their own space. Uh, some of the other comments I saw said like that the the temp office for Achievement Hunter is in the space that STF or what used to be RT Core used to be in. So when they were doing the, um, what was it called? They were doing like the Awu or the Rusty Core version of Awu, and I don't know why I can't think of what it was called, but it's like the, they're supposedly that's the space that this temp office is in right now before they move and have their own space. Personally, I like them in a small space. I know it sounds kind of messed up, but I kind of like them in a small space. Cause I just feel like the chaos bounces off the walls. Obviously as they grow and more people are added to the, the main roster, they have to keep expanding, but I always love that they're kind of in a more confined space. And obviously they'll probably fill it up with nonsense and swords and weapons and, dangerous items excited to see what their new space is and how quickly they break things i mean that's been the sort of running joke of uh like the achievement hunter twitter account has said how long till someone breaks things or um they're all kind of talking about just how long it's going to take before they ruin their temp office which uh obviously they don't the, the powers that be do not want them to do because this is not their official space i'm sure once they get their own space which as it sounds um is going to be like their own building uh, or, you know, may not, well, maybe it will be the whole building. Who knows? But whatever the spaces they're going to get, I'm sure will get <laughs> pretty quickly broken and uh, will fall apart the way the old office did. But, you know, that's home. So uh, lastly, we'll just go through this story. It's it's sad story. It's a real quick story. Um, anyone who's been a fan of Funhouse for long enough has probably is probably aware of Benson. It was James and Elise's dog. Uh, unfortunately, Benson passed away, and you know, as a as a dog owner myself, it's it always hits a little differently whenever someone loses a pet. Um, and normally, I don't typically cover, uh, I guess, like more personal stories. Like, say, if two people were dating, like, say, if, I mean, it's I guess it might be a little different if Barbara and Trevor did because I feel like they're in content a lot. But say, you know, like 
uh, Miles and Aaron Zek used to be together, and and obviously they both have moved on from Richard Teeth and Miles to like you know he's like part time or something now, but like when they broke up, it, to me it wouldn't make sense to make a story about it, but. Uh, there's certain instances where their personal lives warrant, or at least in my mind, warrant an update. And Benson is a was a dog that was in content, was mentioned a lot. He was around, he was in the office, he was in videos. I mean, very similar to, if anyone has been watching Richie's content long enough, very similar to like Joe the Cat, except for the fact that Joe the Cat lived in the office. But very similar where it was something outside of just a, you know, a dog that they owned. It, 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 Benson was a, like, was featured and talked about a lot in content. So, uh, Elise made, like, a thread of a few tweets, pretty succinct, with a bunch of pictures of him, and just said, we really recently had to say goodbye to our beautiful Benson. Um, if you're considering a dog, I implore you to look into shelters and rescues, Words can't express the positive impact you will make to a dog's life as well as your own. Dogs deserve love, comfort, and second chances. Benson was, is, and will always be my perfect boy. And a picture of him in like, looks almost like Nevada or something during like a sunset. Very deserty. And then so many people, well, let me read James first because that would be appropriate, but uh, James said, last week, Elise and I had to say goodbye to Benson. We we're heartbroken. He was our good boy and the light, the light of our life. We're eternally grateful for the happiness he brought us and the countless adventures we shared. Benson came to us when he was already four years old. He had been surrendered. And the idea that someone might not want him uh, has never made sense, especially thinking about what we would have given for more time with him. Uh, if you do anything to remember Benson... When looking for a pet, please consider all the beautiful and kind animals in shelters and fosters waiting to make your life infinitely better. We love you, Benny. He also came with uh, several pictures of, of Benson. And then it was, obviously, the replies to this were tons of people who worked for Rooster Teeth, previously worked for Rooster Teeth. I mean, there was a lot of people who were sharing pictures of Benson and their, uh, their love of Benson. So he was kind of a, a a cult icon in a way. So, uh, like I said, it's hits a little differently being a dog owner and especially seeing him in so much content. I think when I saw uh, Renee, Renee and I were like about to go to bed and I was just scrolling through Twitter. And when I, I saw the post, like I saw Elise's post, I think I, I audibly like gasped because I was not ready to, for that news. But yeah, super sad. Um, was obviously I never met him or anything. I'm not gonna act like uh, I had a special connection with Benson. That's but to me that's a little, it's a little it would be a little crazy. <laughs> but still, you know, he popped up in content, and it's all dogs are awesome. So I still felt uh, f was feeling great sadness in in hearing this news. So you know, rest in peace, Benson, and uh, I. Obviously, it's it's great that he was res rescued from a shelter because they gave him a, a tremendous life that he was, uh, I think, when one of Elise's other statements said, she said like he was up for being euthanized. So they quite literally saved him or that organization saved him and then they in turn saved him. <laughs> but uh, they gave him a great life and it's kind of all you can hope for, really. So since... I feel like a lot of people are now thoroughly depressed. Uh, 
uh, we will now end this episode. And uh, as always, we'll be back every Wednesday without the grapes. And then in two weeks for another episode of RT talk. So thank you everyone who's been subscribing and, and everything. I, as I said before, it's always nice to see the, the progress, the, the climb it's, it's very encouraging. So thank you everybody for listening uh, truly and watching and everything. And uh, yeah, be back in two weeks for this. So uh, until then, bye everybody. Take care of yourself and uh, kiss your dog. <laughs>